Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host, Gina. Now, normally, I take a look into the enchanting and sometimes the downright weird world of nursery rhymes. But for the month of December, I have been exploring some festive nursery rhymes and songs. Today, I am delving into one of the oldest Christmas songs still sung today, which is The Friendly Beasts. Grab a hot drink, snuggle up, and get ready to join me as I explore this festive carol. Welcome to the enchanting world of nursery rhymes, where childhood memories and timeless tales intertwine. Join us on the A Tisket Tasket podcast as we embark on a delightful journey through the rich history and captivating origins of beloved nursery rhymes. Tune in for an exploration that will delight nursery rhyme enthusiasts and folklore aficionados alike. And now your host, Gina. The friendly beasts date back to 12th century France, if you can believe it. It's still a widely known English carol today, although I wasn't familiar with it until I started my research. I'd love to hear your experience with it, so please reach out to me at info at com and let me know some of your holiday memories with it. The Friendly Beasts may also be known as the Song of the Ass, the Donkey Carol, the Animal Carol, and the Gift of the Animals. It is a song about the gifts that a donkey, cow, sheep, camel, and doves give to Jesus at his birth. I'm not a religious researcher, and again, I did mention that, I think, in the 12 Days of Christmas, so there is a lot of really awesome research out there that really delves into the nativity. So if that is your jam, I really encourage you to uh, email me or let me know, and I'd be happy to give you some references. But I was really more interested in the carols or the nursery rhymes. But when I was doing some preliminary research, I did find a very interesting article out of the University of Chicago Press called The Song of the Ass, and it was written by Henry Copley Green in 1931. Now, this article talks about these ancient traditions of the Festival of the Ass or the Song of the Ass, and I'm going to go ahead and read just the first part for you. But it says, the pages here, reproduced from the unpublished Beauvais MS at the British Museum, suggest certain observations on the texts of the medieval Song of the Ass, on known variations of its melody in customs associated with it especially at Vouvet and on medieval music. To represent the Virgin's flight into Egypt, a strange holiday was celebrated yearly in many towns during the Middle Ages. The following account of the Bouvet celebrations is found in a letter from December 18, 1697, from a canon in Bouvet for de Saint-Hilary to M. de Francastle, assistant librarian of the Bibliothèque Mazarine in Paris. On the first day after the octave of the three kings, they chose a beautiful young girl, put a child in her hands, and mounted her on an ass, which they led in procession from the cathedral church to the church of St. Stephen. 
placing the ass and his lovely burden in the sanctuary there on the gospel side, they sang a solemn mass whose prose of the ass is in Louvet. And then they produced the lyrics. It says, here are the words of the famous prose of the ass as it was sung at the cathedral of Louvet. And it's actually different than the lyrics that I am going to read here in a moment of the English version. So if you are interested, let me know or check on my reference page on my blog and I'll produce them there. But they are slightly different. And it really shows the solemnness of Mass versus its English counterpart, which is a little bit more lighthearted. But in any case, the uh, Copley continues to say that these words must have been sung in the Cathedral of Bouvet early in the 13th century. As for the story of the pretty girl riding an ass into the church and up beside the altar, it has been told and retold, quoted and requoted. Hitherto, in tracing those quotations down, the student eventually arrived at Tuconge, or rather his later editors. As we can see here, Copley talks about how this song, there are historical records that this type of mass and this display was used all the way recorded back to the 17th century. And there are historical evidence that this is from the 13th century. Later, he says that the 12th and 13th century festival of the ass has been so energetically discussed that only a few points remain to be emphasized in relation to the Bouva manuscript. Men have argued back and forth as to whether the ass actually went into churches. Copley goes on to talk about the tune and how it was actually sung in two different melodies. He says in 1806, Milin copied Labrador for the key of G major, and on April 29, 1847, Felix Clement had the Orient de still in G major, sang at the College Standile Paris before an audience of perhaps a thousand people who were astonished and delighted by the, a medieval song which they had never heard before. He led this song in 1849 at the St. Chapelle and again at St. Eustace, in 1875 before 4,000 people. It sounds like that's the melody we know today that we then kind of translated into the English carol came from this change in the 19th century. In any case, if you'd like to read more in depth about this festival and the song, I'll go ahead and list this reference on my blog. Again, it's called The Song of the Ass by Henry Copley Green, published in 1931, and it goes really in depth on where this carol came from, its history and kind of the changes through the year and how oral tradition has warped maybe some of the traditions of mass. But let's go ahead and talk about how this nursery rhyme made it from the 13th century till now. The modern English lyrics were written by Robert Davis, 1881 to 1950, in the 1920s. And it first appeared in The Coming of the Prince of Peace, a nativity play with ancient Christmas carols, arranged by William Sloan Coffin, Helen A., and Clarence Dickinson, published by the H.W. Gray Company. The lyrics are, Jesus, our brother, strong and good, was humbly born in a stable rood, and the friendly beasts around him stood, Jesus, our brother, strong and good. I said the donkey, shaggy and brown, I carried his mother uphill and down. I carried her safely to Bethlehem town. I said the donkey, shaggy and brown. I said the cow, all white and red, I gave him my manger for his bed. 
I gave him my hay to pillow his head. I, said the cow, all white and red. I, said the sheep, with curly horn. I gave him my wool for his blanket warm. He wore my coat on Christmas morn. I, said the sheep, with curly horn. I, said the dove, from rafters high, cooed him to sleep that he should not cry. We cooed him to sleep, my mate and I. I, said the dove, from the rafters high. And every beast, by some good spell, in the stable dark, was glad to tell of the gift he gave Emmanuel, the gift he gave to Emmanuel. Now, originally, the melody of the song was set to the Latin hymn, Orientis Paradibus, which means from the East. The composer of this hymn was said to be Pierre de Corbeil, Bishop of Sens. It was said to be popular tune sang at the Festival of Circumcision during the Epiphany, and this goes back to the 12 days of Christmas on January 1st. Discipleship Ministries, part of the United Methodist Church Group, wrote an amazing 2013 blog going further in depth about this carol. The author, unknown, states, by the 13th century, the melody was sung during the Fete de Leon, Festival of the Donkey, and the focus of which was the flight into Egypt by the Holy Family. During the Mass for this festival, a donkey was often led or ridden into the church. They go on to quote ethnomusicologist Archibald Jacob, who described the scene. A young woman holding a child in her arms and seated upon an ass was led in procession through the streets of the town and, finally, into the principal church where Mass was celebrated while the ass with its burden stood beside the high altar. During the service, a hymn written in a mixture of medieval Latin and Old French was sung, of which the first lines were Orientis Partibus Advertent Aeneas, to which of the present melody was sung. Again, I don't know Latin or Old French, so I do apologize if I mispronounce, mispronounce this. But the donkey apparently has a big role in the epiphany, and I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't a gift in the 12 days of Christmas. And if anyone knows why, or if there are any ethnomusicologists or religious study people out there, and they know why, let me know. In any case, I have two audio recordings to share with you today. The first is the original Latin hymn recorded in 1967 by the Purcell Consort of Voices on their album, Now We Make Merith, which is a collection of old hymns. Let's go ahead and listen to it now. Lux audie, lux laetitiae, medudis et tristis quis quis erit removendus erit, solemnibus istis. Sintodie procul invidie, procul omnia mesta, leta volunt quicumque corunt, Asinaria festa. Orientis partibus, adventa vida sinus, Volteret fortissimus, salsinis aptissimus, Esiranes he. He, 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 esiranes he. Hic in colibus sicem, jambu trito sobrovem, Tan 
than its English counterpart. Speaking of, this carol has been recorded by a number of famous artists, most notably by Burl Ives in 1952 by Decca Records. We will listen to that in just a minute, but there are other notable versions, including Peter, Paul, and Mary, Harry Belafonte, Johnny Cash, and Garth Brooks. And I believe Garth Brooks even won a uh, music award or his album went platinum for his particular Christmas album. I think that was in the early 90s. But in any case, let's go ahead and listen to Burl Ives' version now. Jesus, our brother, kind and good, was humbly born in stable rude, and the friendly beasts around him stood. Jesus, our brother, kind and good. I said the donkey, all shaggy and brown. I carried his mother uphill and down. I carried his mother to Bethlehem town. I said the donkey, all shaggy and brown. I said the cow, all white and red, I gave him my manger for his bed, I gave him my hay to pillow his head. I said the cow, all white and red. I said the sheep with curly horn, I gave him my wool for his blanket so warm. He wore my coat on Christmas morn. I said the sheep with curly horns. I said the dove from the rafter so high. I cooed him to sleep that he should not cry. 
We cooed him to sleep, my love and I. I said the dove from the rafter so high. Thus every beast by some good spell in the stable dark was glad to tell of the gift he gave Emmanuel. The gift he gave Emmanuel. Wonderful, right? For me, Ives is the voice of Christmas carols. I can't help but think of Sam the Snowman from the 1964 claymation film Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All of his songs for me, that's the uh, memory I have for a lot of these Christmas carols. And for me, when I hear Burl's Eyes' voice, I think of Christmas carols. Well, folks, there we have it. The history of one of the oldest Christmas carols we still sing today. I hope you found this information enlightening. And I hope you all have a festive and happy holiday. And stay tuned next week where I'll cover another festive carol. But for now, this is your host Gina signing off after exploring yet another weird history of a nursery rhyme. Thank you for listening to a Tisket Tasket podcast. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's content, please share with others and consider leaving a review. Also, follow Gina on all social media platforms, and we'll see you next time.